Be Better episode. I don't have my phone. What episode is this? 24. Michael Jordan last time, right? Yeah. So it's Kobe Bryant this time. Yep. Kobe Bryant. Um, Be Better episode 24. Brought to you always by subzeroplunge.com. Code Be Better. One word, not two. Somebody DM me the other day said, your code doesn't work. I go try taking the space out. So mm. code B space better $250 off. Put some right under $4,500 for the tub shipped with a chiller to your house. Um, anywhere from 37 to 45 degrees. You can set it out. You can run it from your phone. I just got out of one about 30 minutes ago. I uh, felt a little tired. Wanted to get a little fired up for this podcast from, with Jacob. Um, probably our last one together for a while. So I wanted to get a little jacked up. Yeah. Um, well, it- no, next week. Uh, as long as we do it before I leave, yeah. When do you leave? Wednesday morning. Okay, perhaps the last one with Jacob <laughs> for uh, six weeks. Um, he is going to be going to uh, Zimbabwe nope. to ride motorcycles. Nope. Oh. That would be fun, though. Could you do that? Yeah, you could. I would love that, actually. Are you going to be close? Nope, not even where close. So you won't be doing it? No, nope. I'll be in Australia, China, and the Philippines. Australia first? Australia first, then China, then the Philippines. How long in each spot? Three weeks in Australia, just a couple days in China, and then a couple weeks in the Philippines. Was it like a layover in China? Uh, we days? got a sponsorship, South Sudan national team from Peak Athletics, uh, which is a Chinese sportswear company. They sponsor a few NBA guys, like Clay Thompson, pretty good basketball player. So um, we reached out to Nike and Adidas and a few others, and Peak was like, dude, we will work. We really want to work with you all, and, um, you know, Part of it is they want more exposure in Africa as well. And with us being the number one team in Africa, it's a good move for them. So, yeah, we're going to stop by, and I think the guys are going to do a photo shoot and that kind of stuff. So it'll be cool. Oh, in China? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Gotcha. Just swing on by, you know? Yeah, just drop off while you're flying over there anyway. Might as well. Yep, that's what I would do. In the neighborhood. Yeah, that's good. That'll be huge. With six weeks, you're gone? Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, in theory, if we went all the way to the final, it could be longer, but... um, I have all the faith in the world in our team, but just based on realistic expectations, we probably won't be in the final, but I do think we can do well enough to qualify for the Olympics. That would be the biggest win for us. Yeah, that'd be huge. Paris 2024 Olympics for South Sudan. That'd be massive. I'll be there. Come on. It'll be, uh, hopefully like Michael Scott, you got your hotel room four years ago. Yep. And you can call and cancel it. Cancel it. (laughs) There'll be a fee. But that's okay. Put it on the card. Put it on the card. No problem. Yep. Yeah. I think I think Sub Zero Plunge though. I think they need a slogan like, "Get your plunge on." Get your plunge on. I don't know. Freeze your balls off. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be good for the women. I guess he's marketing too. Um, we'll have to talk to him about that. Yeah, colder the better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he should have a slogan. Because he got some T-shirts made, and then I was thinking, I'm like, you need to put some on the back because if it says Sub Zero on the front, that's great if you know what it is. But otherwise, it could be the f- character from uh, Mortal Kombat. Or it could be a very cold refrigerator. And that, yep, that is also a thing, <laughs> which is Sub-Zero. Um, yeah, so. You know what you do? Watch a Batman movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, where he's Mr. Freeze. Because he had a lot of one-liners in there about cold things. Yeah. I don't remember any of them, but I remember he was, they were very cheesy. So huh. he could just pop those right off of there, flap yeah, them on a t-shirt. That's good thinking, Jacob. Yeah, you know, I do my best thinking uh, Friday afternoons, so. Mm-hmm. Me too, buddy. What do you want to talk about this podcast? You say you want to talk about goals, right? Oh, that's the, that's you, the, uh, my friend, because I got grilled last time about South Sudan. 
It's your turn. You did. I was learning. Yes, you I were learning about that. Pl- I didn't. Well, I, the thing that threw me off is you've never been there. Yeah. I was like, "What are you talking about? How have you not been there? You've always. I thought you always go there. No, but I never know you. First time you went there, which is kind of funny. It is. No, you know, of of every time it's I told you somebody, work with the team obviously. Yeah, in <laughs> Luol, and, and every time I've told somebody I went to South Sudan for the first time, they same reaction. They couldn't believe it was the first time. But, um, yeah, no. So it's your turn to get grilled this time. And here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Tom Callis and his goals because you are inter- entering a interesting time in your life. You hit an important age milestone. Your kids are getting closer. I'm in my 30s. Yes. Your kids are getting closer to being in school, like all of them. Yep. Uh, you have multiple things going on in your life. Obviously, your full-time job. You have Be Better with me. You have real estate things that are going on. And there's one part of your life that's very important to you, but I don't know where you're going with it, and that is your strength training. So what are your – I want to hear your goals. What are you thinking for Tom Callis, <sighs> 2.0, in his 30s? I really want to do blank in the strength and conditioning world. For well, you personally. Obviously, we have the company, but like you yeah, personally. Yeah, company's a different story. Um, but the goal now <clears throat> is to move better feel better, cardio better. Um, I still am putting in heavy compound movements throughout the week, whether that be a boarded bench, whether that be a deficit deadlift, a band, I did a bunch of banded deadlifts this week. Um, probably squat heavy tonight. Uh, I've been doing those F45 classes, which is conditioning, but it also has weights involved. So it's, you know, I do be able to, I'm, I'm do be able, Oof. I am able to work on the smaller muscles, the things that normally don't get work on, get overcompensated by the bigger muscle groups, right? When we're training specifically strong. Um, I've been enjoying that. I think it's a good, it's something good to stick with. Even if I was in meat prep, as far as, um, last meet, I just felt like I had no gas, right? We talked about that. I just, mm-hmm. there was a, after squats, the tank was empty and I couldn't refill it. So I didn't want that to happen again. So I started doing these cardio classes, which I never, every time I show up, I'm like, I just don't want to be here, but I just grip my teeth, get through it, you know, push through the, the cardiovascular side of it. And it's going to make me better, make my heart better, make my, um, energy levels better, right? Make me live longer. Um, that's important that specific, you know, strength is great. Yeah. For being specifically strong at a certain time, but just in general, you know, you're, you're typically tighter. Um, you don't, not always out of shape, but you know, sometimes you're a little bit heavier cause you're lifting weights cause a little bit of fluff does protect you, right? It protects your muscles. The fat does from, can protect you from injury. Um, so dropping a little bit of fat, being a little bit more cardiovascular, um, or a little more cardio heavy now as before. Well, heavy would be one, one class a week. Cause before it was zero. <laughs> so anything more is a hundred percent more. So I'm like doing 500% more. Um, but I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying not having the pressure of like, I have to make sure I bench a PR. I have to make sure I deadlift PR. I have to squat a PR. Cause sometimes when you squat a lot, especially squats for me, it's like your bones start to hurt, hmm. which is not like, you go to see a doctor, your bones hurt. Like you just feel it in your bones. It's yep. a weird feeling, but when you're loading that much weight, I don't exactly have the biggest frame to do it. So that's why, it, you know, it's, it's very odd when I'm squatting in these flights and these guys are 275ers and I'm 198 er and we're squatting the same weight. Like, so my frame is smaller, so it's a lot harder for me to handle the weight. So you just, I just feel it in my freaking bones, man. Sometimes when I'm squatting heavy. So not having that pressure is nice. Um, and just being able to basically do my accessories at this cardio lifting class and coming in, still hammering some accessories, 
and be able to train heavy with you guys is like a good combo right now because I'm in a I'm in a, a leeway where I don't have any specific goal for lifting right so I'm my my big thing is I'm practicing is performing without a purpose. A lot of times we get into a meet, get into a triathlons, marathons, bodybuilding shows, and it's this big ramp up, this 12 to 16 ramp week ramp up into the show. It's over. And then what, right? People fall off, gain a bunch of weight, get real sloppy, stop doing anything because they're off their program. So for me, without being on a program, I want to be able to perform without purpose. What are you ready for? I don't know. I don't know what I need to be ready for, but I guarantee I'm going to be ready for it. Hmm. I think like now, like I'm to a point where if I had to turn it on in an eight, 10 weeks, do a product meet, I could. Um, I think that would be the goal in the spring. I was going to do a fall meet, but I think the more I've been competing for 12 years um, and the longer I've competed, the less I've done per year. Uh, sometimes I'll do two a year. Now it's like, I'll probably just do one a year. I did the one in February this year. So I might wait till next February or maybe spring, summer and, uh, really make sure everything's fine tuned in the off season, quote unquote, right. While I'm just performing without a purpose and just make sure my base is so much better going into the meets. Cause I feel like sometimes my base isn't as good as it should have been. And then I tweak this, I tweak that. And then I work trying to rehab while I'm trying to gain strength and I'm not backing off. Like I probably would tell a client to back off, but I'm not going to cause I'm too hard headed and then it, you know, tears three weeks before the meet, like my hip, like last time. So, um, not having those aches and pains as much, God, it feels nice, man. It feels nice not to be beat up. Like my hips a little still beat up, but like, it's not as bad as it was for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I just, like I said, I want to grill you today on it because, um, it's, it's a, you know, me being a little bit older and I think when I first met you, a few years ago, um, I was kind of talking about this phase in your life that's going to come. I don't know if you remember that, but I was like, hey, like as your kids get older, like it gets tougher to go squat for, you know, two and a half hours straight like you were doing when I first met you mm-hmm. with that kind of weight and intensity. Like it has nothing to do with desire. It has everything to do with you trying to give your best to every piece of your life. And as other parts of your life increase, unless you want to do a crappy job as a dad or as a as a landlord or whatever – then, you know, you can't, you're going to give your best to those things. So that's going to, by definition, take away energy from somewhere else. And I think you have to be pickier to your point. You have to be pickier with when am I going to ramp it up? You have to be, cause yep. it's, it is inherently selfish. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but if Tom has to go into meat prep, then there's certain things that have to happen in Tom's life for that to go well. And, you know, your wife understands that your family understands that your friends understand that. And we're all in to help, but at the same time, it's it has to be more calculated. I think, in my opinion, as yeah. I as I get older, I can't just say, uh, you know, oh yeah, I'm gonna basically like you said, compete three or four times this year. Like even if your body could handle it, the amount of work it would take would take away from everything else so much that it's like, eh, did you really win, quote unquote, life at the end of that year? Mm-hmm. I think you have more important things going on. Relative speaking, relatively speaking, compared to what you've already done in the sport, and I think that's always the the boundary, right? Is what have you done so far? Where do you want to go within that sport compared to what do you want to do in your life? And I think for every lifter, there comes a point where they start to change that equation. Yeah, and the selfish thing is is super important because if you sometimes you have to be a little selfish. And I remember I was talking to my wife after my meet, and she's like, "If you have to go bench at fins every week for eight to ten weeks." 
before you meet to make you a better bencher, she goes, I'll support it. And it's like, I'm like, man, I'm being so selfish. Like I'm, you know, I'm training Tuesday and then I'm training Thursday out there. Then I'm training Friday. It's like, there's all half my week is gone from training. I can't be with the kids. So, but she's like, I know what, I know what you need to put you to the next level or the next PR or whatever. So it's like, she's super supportive, but it, to make that sacrifice, you have to focus on yourself. And sometimes you do have to be selfish. Um, and I say that because if you aren't, what sometimes happens is you blame the person you're with or whoever mm. for holding you back when you inside your own head, you held yourself back and you didn't have an open conversation about it. So now you resent that person because they didn't allow you to become a better you. And it's like, no, like that's on you, dude. Maybe sometimes you have to be selfish or you have to step away uh, from certain things. Cause I always say like that, that balance is bullshit because there is no like, Oh, 20% of Tom's going to be doing line work. 20% is going to be a be better. 20% is going to be a dad. 20% is going to be in the gym. 20% is going to re- whatever. Like my family doesn't want 20% of Tom. Like they want a hundred work. Yeah. Doesn't want 20% of me in the air. They want a hundred. The gym doesn't want 20%. It needs a like everything is a hundred percent. You need 500% Tom all the time, uh, which is very hard and, and uh, to keep up with. Cause sometimes, you know, Lately, I've been dealing with turning over this town home, and it's just like I'd work for 16. I'd get off. I'd go straight there. I'd work for six hours. I'd come home. I'd shower. I'd cold plunge to wake up, and I'd go back to work, and it's like I have to be selfish for five days. And I, but now getting a little older, I was able to have a conversation with Amber like, hey, I need, we need this. This is what I know I need to do in the next five days so this house can be turned over so we can start renting it again. I'm going to be gone. And as long as there's like a, a talk about an understanding – then that selfishness, I don't feel guilty, and then, you know, I don't, I don't resent her because we didn't have the conversation. And I just automatically assume I could do whatever I want, right? Like I used to, um, and then it allows me to get more done without feeling like, oh God, I'm not doing enough around the house. Like, no, we agreed on this. This is already set up. You know, I'll come home, get an hour with the kids, and I got to go. Like, is what it is. It's amazing how attitudes change with communication because most of the disappointment that people feel, and we've talked about this before, is that difference between your expectation and reality, right? So if you have a conversation about the reality that's going to happen, and like you said, you come to an agreement on it, it makes it so much easier from an attitude perspective because some people are prepared, right? Yep. Your wife's prepared, your family's prepared, even you mentally are prepared for mm-hmm. it. And I think when you think about what upsets you in life, it's the things that you're not prepared for. That, And sometimes that's unavoidable, but it's those things that really bother you. But when you're prepared for it, if you like know you have the hard work week coming up, like you get into it, you're like, yeah, this sucks, but like at least you knew it. And it's mm-hmm. different than like if you were at work, let's say for three or four days straight, and then this massive storm out of nowhere comes in, then you have to work another, you know, 316. Then you're just like, oh my gosh, you got slammed. But sometimes, I've, I mean, I've been with you before, you're like, hey, Thursday, you know, it's Monday or Tuesday, and you're like, hey, Thursday, this big storm's coming, I might be on. You know, like you just can kind of start, mm-hmm. okay, let me get ahead on my be better stuff. Let me get ahead on this. Like it just makes life easier. And a lot of times to your point, we don't take the time to communicate out of selfishness. That, that's what's selfish. It's not taking the time to do what you need to do. That's that's actually being like loving and accommodating to people that you care about. What's being selfish is not getting out of your comfort zone and having the conversation. Cause now you're just expecting everyone else to figure it out on their own. Yep. And like, how selfish is that? Like, Hey, F you figure it out. Like, no, it's terrible. Like it's your wife, it's your partner, it's your family. Like include them. (laughs) And a lot of times I think we think that they know what we're thinking. Sure. So then you're like, Oh, they already know. And you're like, why would they possibly know that you didn't tell them? Like, Oh yeah, but they should know. (laughs) No, it doesn't really work. like that. Yeah. You're no, it doesn't work like that. So, but yeah, the, uh, 
but back to goal, right? I think the goal will be compete next year. Uh, make sure everything's fine tuned now. Um, like I said, I got a lot on the plate as far as like with that house I was doing. Luckily that's done now. Um, but with, uh, stuff I want to do with the company, stuff that takes more time, um, that I want to push rather than push a meet. Uh, and then I'll come back next year and, and I think, I still think I got plenty of life left in me in the sport. So I don't I, see that, uh, stopping anytime soon. I haven't seen from just a strength conditioning perspective, I haven't seen you hit a wall in your strength yet because, and we talk about this all the time, you know, from when I first met you to now, the way that you train is significantly different, I would say. Mm -hmm. And your numbers haven't significantly, uh, changed. Meaning that you've hit a couple PRs, um, but you for sure haven't gone backwards. And at a minimum, at a minimum, you're doing the same numbers, but in half of the work or half of the time, which there's a lot of value in that too, because yeah. you're not beating yourself up as much, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, also too, and, and I know you don't like to hear this, um, but me is, is from the coaching standpoint, like I've told you the last couple of preps, like they've been hard preps for you because of life. It has nothing to do with the gym. It's just everything else that's mm -hmm. going on for right. you, especially this last prep. I remember how much you were working storms and all this other stuff. And you were, you know, working 16 hours and then trying to lift and sleep three. Like it's just difficult, man. It's just so difficult. So I haven't seen you basically like say, I've got a 16 clear prep no issues, no, uh, nothing's beat up, no surgeries, you know, like nothing that you're recovering yeah. from. Like it, when you start looking back at your last two or three years of meets and all the things that have happened, like there's been a lot of shit that's gone on for you that has not helped your ability to just have like this perfect prep and you're still doing really, really well. So the way that I look at it is it's not like you're doing everything perfectly in an optimal setting and nothing's changing for you. I'm like, dude, if we can just tweak one or two things, like you have so much more in the tank and you've done it in the gym, you've hit some big numbers in the gym too. So it's just like you said, doing the foundation work, picking your time, you know, that's experience. That's yeah. what comes with experience is right. knowing when to do that and when not to. Yeah. Knowing when to push and knowing when to back off. Um, yeah, this is probably my longest off season though. We haven't trained for a meet. Like usually it's like, yeah, like three months of off season, three months of work kind of. That kind of was like the the usual for quite a few years, um, but yeah, it's nice not to have. Plus, we're like we're all busy, really busy now. Like you're busy with stuff, Cam's busy with stuff. Like so, it's like not like one of us is competing all the time, and there everybody else is just hanging out. So it's we're all kind of like in our different stages right now of um, just priorities outside the gym. Um, and I've seen people where like this is their everything, right? Powerlifting, which is cool to see and see that dedication. But then I, you know they leave the gym door and there's nothing. There's no, there's, there's mom's basement. There's no future of this. Like, it's like, okay. I mean, if they might be very strong, but for me, I'm like, no, I need everything. I need everything outside this gym to be good too. Um, and that's been more of a priority for me lately is getting more things in line, getting stuff in line for the future, make sure God knows what college is going to cost, line things up so that, you know, each of my kids has a house that pays for their college when they're uh, 18. I thought all your girls are going to line school. No, they would not do what I do. That would be, uh, I, I would think I'd be a failure if they did. They need to be a lot better than their dad. They definitely don't do this trade. I mean, not that it, it, I just, I don't want them in the trade at all. Yeah, that's fair. No. Um, but yeah, no, and it makes sense. I mean, it, there's this thing, I think when you're younger, uh, this mentality of like, if I care about something other than the gym, I'm being soft. 
or I'm not giving the sport my all and that's like dishonorable or something. And, um, I just don't think that's true. I think that, um, you know, Louis Simmons used to always say like, you know, the weights aren't going to change. So you have to get smarter and like 800 pounds for you is always going to be 800 pounds. It's never going to change. It's always going to feel like 800 pounds. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, your kids, it's not going to affect their life if you squat 825 or not it's just not it's not going to change anything for their future for your wife for you now other than just your own personal satisfaction and it's just understanding the reality of life and doesn't mean you can't have those goals and you can't have those things that you want to push for but at the same time it, it really can't consume you to a point that everything else just falls to shit yeah like that's not okay yeah um and i think you know it, unless for some reason powerlifting changed to this thing where you're making all your income from it and whatever, which we all know is not going to happen, um, then you have to really prioritize. And again, as you get older, it's not even about age, like body age. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, and I'm 30, uh, my body starts doing this or that. And it's like the research doesn't support that. You know, Dan hit his world record at what, 34, 33? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't remember what year it was. 35? I mean, I'm just saying like his mid-30s. So, I mean, you know, all-time world record. So, it's not that. It's just as you get older, you naturally start compounding things that take away from your time, especially Mm -hmm. when you have kids. So, um, it's just being smarter about it. And, um, yeah, that's why I wanted to grill you. I just figured the people want to know because most people, I think, who follow you originally followed you for your powerlifting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I listen to Let's Get Stupid every week. I'm an avid fan that's great dude. of the thank show you. Yeah, thank you. i've uh since day one it's my mowing show slash uh shoveling snow show um slash driving the texas show so i actually listen to my motorcycle so it's coming through six speakers on my motorcycle about time it's, it's pretty uh impressive people with their windows down are hearing you guys Good. Like going down the highway Most people know jacob it's free advertisement it is it is yep but um no i just you know on there at this point you guys don't get into lifting as much and um anyway I just wanted to ask. That's yeah. all. No, it's good. It's good to go over goals. It's always good to be. I, I mean, I'm a big proponent of performing without a purpose, but there's always something in the distance for me, whether it's a me. Strongman was fun, right? I enjoyed that. This this gym I go to has competitions too. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll dabble in that, just like mess around. Um, but I don't, I can't, I don't think I can leave strength. I think I was I have like a God given ability to squat, right? You do? Not so much to bench, but the squat is something that came naturally since I was 15 years old. And I'd be like, I think it'd be slapping God in the face if I threw that away. So I think I still got some more in the tank and some more weight to push uh, when the time comes. So I think I'm only going to be able to be a better, well-rounded lifter when I get back on the platform, um, probably within, you know, eight months, 10 months. Well, uh, you know, again, quote Louis Simmons, you know, he didn't invent toilet paper, but he's smart enough to use it. Bingo. And I think for you, what you're going through right now is, Hey, I'm going to utilize this time to really prepare myself because the weights aren't getting lighter. And if you can lay that foundation and make sure you're as healthy as possible going in, everything's going to go better. Not just your numbers, but your recovery and how you feel and, you know, all of that. And I would say like, even for me, I mean, I squatted 700 last year. That's the heaviest squat of my life. Right. And I was 36. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I just think you got a lot left in the tank, but, but I will always say this, like lifting heavy is a mentality and you have to be in a place where you can go there mentally. Yeah. Cause yeah, if you're yeah. not, you get hurt. Right. Dude, I don't know if you heard this, uh, this guy in, uh, Bali, I think this bodybuilder, um, he died squatting. He dropped a bar. He was squatting like 
pretty good amount of weight for his size and he dropped a bar on his neck and <sighs> severed his spinal cord yeah, and died. And it's like, Jeez. yeah, no, it's crazy. It just happened. You know, Generation Iron, I saw it come across there. And then, and I was like, when I saw this guy died squatting, I'm like, I have to read this. I mean, you know, anyway. But the point being is like, I don't know the circumstances around what happened or why that happened to him specifically. But, you know, I used to tell my, my NFL guys, like, we're not going heavy unless you feel it. Like, you, there has to be that. Mm-hmm. whatever it is in your in your not just your head but like down like your soul where you're like yeah i'm about to f this weight up yep. like if you don't have that mentality you have no business getting under it and again just to, with everything going on in your life i think you have to be choosy again i don't think it's i think it's being uh selfish to not be choosy being choosy actually just enables not just you but others around you um mm-hmm. and even for us like you said like you know you need a crew of people around you. So, like, if we know you have a meet coming up, like, we're going to be here to help. And, right. Um, yeah, that's huge. You know, you got to have that just to be safe. And anyway. So, yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, I, I like seeing you doing all the crap that you don't like to do because me as a strength coach, if I was training you, I'd make you do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, it just makes me happy to see you suffer. Oh, thanks, Jacob. I'm glad. It, that's why I do it. Make you happy. Yeah. Be bold. Go cold. That's what I was Sub-zero. Saying. Bam. Be bold, go cold. That's actually not bad. <laughs> I'll tell Tim. There you go. Well, he's an avid listener. I know he is. Yeah, you're right. He'll hear it. He sponsors us, so he listens every week. Better. Um, yeah, let's end it on that. Subzeroplunge.com code be better at checkout. Go to be better official for all your training, nutrition, um, template programs, dad challenge starting in September again. Um, mentorship starting with me in about three weeks. I'm going to release more information weekly, so if you're interested, be on the lookout for that. Um, we still got a few hats left of the, uh, mesh Velcro back be better hats. So check those out as well. Um, yeah, that's all. And we have some awesome coaches. I mean, obviously Tom and I are the forefront because we started it, but we have some amazing coaches, Carl, Trisha, uh, Cam, Nikki, uh, even Alicia some, um, so, you know, don't feel like. We don't have a coach for you if you listen to this and you want to get into training, especially as summer winds down and schedules start to get back to normal when kids go to school. And you're yep. like, you know what? I'm going to carve out time for some training. I think Tom's going to do another dad challenge coming up. And um, yeah, don't don't push pause on that uh, fitness goal. You know, start making plans now so that you can figure it out. And our goal as a company is always to try to get the best people we can around uh, to really help you with your goals. So if you're looking uh, reach out to us and uh, we are more than happy to help sort that out for you. Our goal is always client first as a company. We never want to lose that. Um, so we will never steer you wrong in terms of uh, trying to connect you with the best coach for you specifically in your goals. Boom. Love it, buddy. Be bold, go cold. Be better. <laughs>